The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. MJ, how is your footy hangover treating you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I spent a lot of time on the couch this afternoon watching Bathurst. Bathurst was on. The first half of the race, not much happened. Then all hell broke loose. I'm going to need you to explain to me what happened in Bathurst because I missed a fair chunk of it. Oh, I'm, happy, I'm happy to. You're going to have to give me a play-by-play. Play. And then we've got a very special guest coming up. Probably the biggest guest we've ever had on the show. I think without a Literally. doubt. Literally. <laughs> I think without a doubt. Seriously. Yeah. He's a, he's this a, guy's an icon. He's a bloke called Mark. Yep. Um, and during the week, he celebrated the Bulldogs' victory. Harder than anyone. By getting a tattoo on the back of his head. He sure did. A massive Bulldog. <laughs> A massive bulldog that he's got to wear for the rest of his life. With, so, with pride, though. Yeah, and so he's going to tell. There's only really one question for Mark, and that's why. Yeah. And he's going to explain to us exactly how and why it happened. We'll figure out what's going on there. I'm looking forward to that. But next, we will chat all things motor racing. Yep. Bathurst coming up next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, one of the great days on the Australian sporting calendar today, Bathurst. Yep. was run and won by Davison and Webb in incredible style. They started 17th on the grid. Wow. They weren't in it for a majority of the race. And then all the big names crashed out. Garth Tander and Scott McLaughlin um, in the closing stages put themselves out. Uh, Mark Winterbottom's day ended early after spinning into the dirt. And that effectively ended his championship. Oh, frosty. Amazing scenes up at Bathurst. Yeah. You're not into it, are you? That was today, was it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I just, I, it's just not my thing. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, yeah. I, I love sport, and mm. so I can appreciate. Um, I the F ones, I sort of, I don't know, have more of a fascination with because that's more of an international. You represent your country. Mm. I don't know. Well, I think I, with Bathurst, I don't think any sporting event sort of encapsulates the Australian culture more than Bathurst. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, with it, blokes just going up and smashing tinnies and V eights in the middle of the New South Wales countryside. There is a very a passionate bogan culture that gets around it, and I really respect that. Yeah, absolutely. I, have you seen some of the sort of the behind the scenes videos from up in the camping sites and stuff? <laughs> no, I, I, I have. There was one up on Triple M dot com today. You were about a bloke racing a homemade go kart down a hill in a dress. Yeah, I don't know why he had a dress on. Yeah. It just doesn't and surprise me. Completely knackering himself. I saw another one tonight. Though, another one where uh, after the race, all the crowd are allowed onto the Bathurst track, and there's two blokes <laughs> racing a wheelchair down <laughs> and completely. <laughs> Is there anything more Aussie? Yeah, exactly. So no, I'm I'm all for Bath the Bathurst 1000. I think the 10th yeah. anniversary of the Peter Brock Trophy today as well. Yeah, so, it's just funny because you, mm. you you see what happened in Malaysia when the Budgie Nine dropped their dads. Yeah, <laughs> that happened at Bathurst. You're just, you're just fitting in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It wouldn't even raise an yeah, eyebrow. Yeah. Why are you wearing speedos? Nude up. <laughs> oh, a bit, bit prude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get it all off, boys. <laughs> so, yeah, it, what happened? Is there anything? Well, it was pretty, the first sort of 100 laps or so, there were 92 laps before a crash, which is pretty unheard of um, at Bathurst. And that was Andrew uh, Andrew Jones um, spun out. Yeah. And I noticed it. I was watching, have a listen to this. This was um, a member of uh, Andrew Jones' pit crew. Immediately after the crash happened, Andrew was in a pretty good spot, um, rank outsider, but doing really well until the crash happened. Okay. Uh, here he is, a member of his pit crew, talking to Greg Rust. You okay, mate? Do we know much more about what, uh, what's unfolded? Why? Yeah, an accident. Yeah, I know. But was <laughs> Motor it... racing is dangerous. Read the back of the car. Yeah, I know. It's on the back of the car. But... <laughs> We had an accident. Cop that. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's Greg Ross, one of the most respected motoring journalists in the country. Well, apparently not. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, there's obviously after a grand final, supporters go nuts. 
Of course, especially if they haven't won a grand final in 60-odd years. I mean, the scenes down at Witten Oval were absolutely unbelievable on the weekend. Yep. People have gone out and celebrated in very different ways. There have been some mad punters. Now, it's a big call, but I reckon we may have tracked down the <laughs> biggest Doggies fan in the country. Yeah, I think we might have. And hence the world. Yeah, po- possibly the world. His name's Mark Robinson. We've got him on the line now. Mark, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. G'day, Mark. Now, can you explain to everyone what you had done during the week? Uh, I've got a bulldog with the cup on the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we've seen a picture of this, Mark. This is this is the Mark Knight sort of cartoon bulldog, and it's fair to say it covers the entire back of your scalp. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, Mark, how long did that take to get done? Three and a half to four hours. Three and a half to four hours of tattooing to get the poster on the back of your head. And was there any moment where you, you sort of wanted to pull out, you reckon, during the tattoo? Were you going... Oh, there's a couple of times I got really sore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how, how come you opted for the head? Have you run out of room on the rest of your body? No, what actually happened is um, a couple of days before the final, my uh, lovely wife turned around to me and says that um, if they win, I, um, I'll get you a tattoo. But I'll... <laughs> I'll tell you where you got to put it. <laughs> so, so, I said, yeah, no worries. She said, on the back of the head. Yeah, yeah all right, fine. Oh, wow. So she's opted for the head. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she um, thought I'd do it, but yeah. yeah, I went and got it done. So. And do you, have you got any other tats? Oh, yeah. Many, many. <laughs> Did it take you I to what? Nine, nine grand worth of tattoos on my body. Wow. And so how much does a head, head tattoo cost these days? I've sort of a bit out, I've been out of the market for a while. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get it on mate's rates around about 500 bucks. <laughs> and how did you opt for the Mark? Now, that's the Mark Knight design of the dog, which with the Premiership Cup from the Herald Sun. Yeah. How, how come you opted for that one and not the um, actual logo? Oh, uh, there's two. I was going to get the logo and... I went in, showed me tattooers, the logo, and that one of the um, dog that I've got on the back. And he says, oh, I'd, I'd rather you go for that one. I said, yeah, it'll match, match him with all the other tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been wearing more hats than usual over the last week? Um, Are you showing it not off? Since I, not, not since I've had a tattoo. I can't wear a hat. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's out in the sun. Yeah. Of course. Now, how long? How long does your association with the Bulldogs uh, date back? When have you been a fan oh, all your life? When I was um, born, fifty-two years. Oh wow! So, do you have a nineteen fifty-four tat as well, or we? No, you... no, no, I haven't. But um, I think my tattoo has put nineteen fifty-four on there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, so. You've got the the two flags on the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Nice, Mark. Well, I've never seen a tattoo like, like it. I reckon it looks brilliant. I think there should be more yep. of it. Yeah, I reckon so too. And thanks from Stewie from um, Sacred Tattoos in Perth. <laughs> get get the plug in Yeah, there. get him a plug. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever in Perth and in need of a scalp tattoo, I wouldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, go to him. He's great, eh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've seen the photo. It's excellent work. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. And go doggies. Yeah, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mark. You're a legend. There he goes, Mark Robinson. He's a doggy supporter with a tattoo on the back of his head. Of course he is. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, MJ, the biggest sporting event that I have ever seen is coming mm. to Melbourne. And mm. you may not be aware of it, 
but the World Dodgeball Championships are being played in Melbourne on the 19th to the 22nd of October. The World Championships? The World Champs. The sixth annual. Really? Yeah, yeah. This is... I was not aware of this until about an hour ago. Well, I knew dodgeball existed as, as a sport, but I didn't know there were Did world you? championships. <laughs> I didn't well, know it even existed. This is professional. This is like... They've got their own world body. They've got the WDBF, the World Dodgeball Federation. What? Yep. This is... Mate... I am so around this, and I reckon after I tell you some of the details, you're going to be as excited as me. I'm going to head down. Well, where's it being played? The MCG? What kind of crowd do they get at the dodgeball? I think it's like the State Hockey Centre. That's okay. what I'm seeing here. I, I'll need to find out. But what we've got is the World Dodgeball Federation. Mm. They've got an annual uh, championships, and mm -hmm. there's a world body, the USA, Canada, New Zealand, Malaysia, Australia. They're yeah. all involved. Like in FIFA, almost. Yeah, it's yeah. basically like FIFA, just mm. a bit smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and less, co less corrupt, yeah. I presume. And they reckon uh, the, the World Dodgeball was, the Federation was installed mm. in 2011, mm. and they said the sport of dodgeball has exploded in popularity in the last 10 years. What, because of the movie, do you think? I reckon yeah, the movie have might, <laughs> might have played have a role. To. 2004 dodgeball came yeah. out. Is that, 2000, is that over 10 years yeah, old? Yeah, 12 years wow. old, I feel. Um, so, yeah, I've just been investigating. Mm. I've, I've studied up the rule book, and the rules are very similar to the movie. I think the movie really painted it in a accurate light. Okay. Because you can block with the ball and you've got six players on either team. And, mm -hmm. and if you, if you catch the ball, someone can come in. All mm -hmm. those rules exist. Yep. <laughs> My favorite rule in this rule book. Mm. And is this the official rule book? This is the official WDBF rule book. Okay. Rules will be enforced primarily by the honor system. <laughs> players will be expected to act honestly and rule whether or not the hit was legal or whether they were legally eliminated. You know your sport, I like it. You so, know your sports amateur when the honor system is one of, <laughs> one of the key rules. Yeah. And so... Um, what, so the umpires will... Will they decide yeah, if a hit... The, the game official's decision is final, no exception. And what happens if you're not honest? You get a red card. Really? Yeah, there's there's a red not, card system. Is and, that right? And, and, okay. and you lose a player. Yeah. Um... And yeah, you're just generally expected to say, yeah, I was hit yep. because, um, however, because of the fast paced nature of the sport, sometimes a player would not feel a ball skim their clothing or hair. So there's four officials that are yep. trying to adjudicate, but as you can imagine, there's well, it's it's six people it's throwing frantic. balls at any one time. It's hard but enough it's, with footy following one ball. Exactly. Let it, alone six. Can you imagine in footy just like, come on, Dane, did you touch it? Yeah. <laughs> like, Be honest. I, I didn't touch Be it. Honest. I swear to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we have a world, like we have like world beaters. We've got a great national We've got a great team, do we? Yeah. Well, we should, we should get someone on the, sh we should speak to someone. We well, could, I reckon we should get right behind this. In a week's time, yeah. we're 100% fine. So when, when, can, when are those dates? Is it next week? The 19th to the 22nd of October. Oh, we've got to speak. To, I want to speak to someone from the Canadian team. Yep. And uh, <laughs> let's just cover the, let's, let's get let's head down find. there. Yeah, I want you to guess, what do you reckon yeah. the Australian national dodgeball team's called? What's oh. their name? The Dodgeroos or something? <laughs> it's the Dodgeroos! What? What? You got it. I can't <laughs> believe that. That was a good That the was a Dodge guess. Ruse. Yeah, really. Just, just add ruse to anything and yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so the Dodgeroos, they're Asian yeah. champs coming into this. Both the men's and the women's are Dodgeroos. <laughs> I can't believe I got that. They're Asian champs heading into the yeah. into the world champs. Well, it should be the female is it a men's team and a female? Team? I don't know what the female team The Dodge uh, Tilders. Oh no, it's it's all, everyone's the Dodgeroos. Oh, okay. Um could have the Dodge Tilders. <laughs> <laughs> The, the diamond dodges. Yeah. Um, and what I've also discovered is that mm. we have a domestic league. Do we? 
all this has just been happening under our noses at the at this whole time. Okay, it looks like such a fun sport to play. Oh, mate, the season's underway. You can join any one of these clubs. This is the mm. Victorian League, the Victorian Dodgeball League, the VDL. Mm. There's 23 sides. 23? <laughs> it's a lot. It's bigger than the AFL, and the dodgeball in Victoria. Some of my favourite names. Mm. We've got the uh, ladder-topping Glen Waverley Gorillas. <laughs> they're, gorilla. they're good there. <laughs> they are. They're yeah. dominant. They're 17-2. They're and two. Yeah. The Geelong Wolf Pack. The Northcote Ninjas, the Cranbourne Crown Boys, and, <laughs> North Co- <laughs> and my personal favourite, the Warnable Sea Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I like these are all They're great. My team. These are all great names. The, the AFL should have done that when they brought the Giants in. Yeah, they yeah. missed an opportunity to have a funnier name, like just open a public forum yeah. and see what everyone thought. Like the one, Giants is boring. Yeah, you know, you'd go with what is it? The Sea, the, the Warnable Sea Monsters. Yeah, see, that's a great name for a team. The Gippsland McGators. <laughs> the McGators. <laughs> McGators. They sponsored. They're shocking. They're one in nineteen. Yeah. Are they? Uh, and there's a tipping competition. There's uh, people are uh, people are getting around it. So I reckon, in a week's time, that's going to be our our project. That's our homework. I think I mean, we need to speak to presidents and yeah. officials, captains. I want to find a, a an umpire. Wall to wall coverage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this will be the one the one stop shop for yeah. all your. And you board. know they're going to be honest when they come. Oh on. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as per the rule book. Yeah. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M Dodgeball Central. <laughs> Will, on Friday night, Collingwood held their Best and Fairest night, the Copeland Trophy Awards. Yeah, I think every Best and Fairest is wrapped up now. And uh, Pendlebury took out Collingwood's? Yeah, fourth in a row for Pendles. Fourth straight, Which is pretty yeah. amazing. Puts him in some pretty elite sort of company. Mm. I think Pavlich is the only modern day player to have um, got four in a row. Oh, well, there you go. So good on Pendles. Oh, on your Pendles. But perhaps the highlight of the night for me yeah. um, wasn't Pendlebury winning. It was actually Brody Grundy uh Coming forth. Yeah, I think I've seen a bit of this. Is this his speech where he uh, he got a bit emotional? He got very emotional. Yeah. Let's have a listen to Brody Grundy accepting his fourth place award in the Copeland <laughs> Trophy. Lastly, to my family, uh, my mum, my dad. <laughs> um, obviously, it means... <laughs> Eddie's walked up to give him a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Brody. My mum, my dad, my two brothers. Um. <laughs> They're getting behind I'm it. Car- I'm carrying on like I've won the award and I've, I'm, I've only come like four, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's spot on from Brody. Imagine if he had have won it. Oh, I don't know how he would have reacted at all. It was a very emotional speech. Good on him, you know. He's obviously oh, absolutely. means a lot to him. He's a sensitive new age guy, Brody. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's trimmed his hair. Yeah, Looking very that. sharp, Brody. The, so the glasses congratulations on. to him. Maybe he can go, well, imagine if he wins it next year, what the speech will be like. Yeah, exactly. Well, he did have a good year. Mm. It's become a bit of a thing uh, down at Collingwood when you do win fourth place in the Copeland Trophy. <laughs> Why? Who else is it? <laughs> to do a speech. Remember a couple of years ago at Haritia Lumumba's oh. Farewell Copeland? So he came fourth that he year. He came fourth as well. <laughs> What's and then he, the fourth place getters? <laughs> and, and he dished out some of this. And I know that if the Collingwood Football Club is to go to the next level as a football club, it must stand on the right side of history. <laughs> yeah, very weird. One thing that I have learnt in my journey that I will hold to my heart for the rest of my life is that I know what side of history I stand on. And I'm so grateful that the Collingwood Football Club has allowed me to define my character and also find my the true meaning of my true name, which is Heritier Dezebelis Luzevi Lumumba, which means the prince. The one who will have the last laugh and is gifted. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Is it two years or three years since that happened? It's still the weirdest 
ending to a speech I think I've ever. <laughs> Two years on, it still makes le- it makes less sense to it's, me now yeah, than at the time. I have absolutely no idea what any of that meant. He just gives himself a massive compliment and then thank you. And then thank you. <laughs> finishes up and then the crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Swanee ever finished fourth, what kind of speech he'd, he'd give. Oh, I can't wait for next year's Copeland just to see who, yeah. what fourth place um, offers up. We'll have to keep an eye on it. That's right. Well, speaking of Swanee, yeah. he admitted in the paper this morning, front page of the Herald Sun, oh. he's admitted to taking illicit drugs during his career. I saw this. Who could have missed it? Yeah. <laughs> in, other, in other news, the Pope's admitted he's Catholic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ron Barassi's admitted to being old. <laughs> This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And MJ, we were at the Acras last night. The Commercial Radio Awards. That's right. And we didn't really deserve to be there. No. We, we weren't nominated no. by any means. No, we weren't. I think if you've listened to the last hour, that would be a testament to that. But we managed to run into a pretty high-profile Australian athlete. Yeah, well, a person who probably had no right to be there either. And I still don't <laughs> know why he was there. That's true. He was actually very confused. That yeah. was Mac Horton, the 400-metre freestyle gold medalist. Gold career. medalist, yeah. Absolute champion. Maybe better known for his rivalry with Sun Yang. That's right. Now, we were at the after party yep. um, at Crown Casino, and we would it happened to be standing next to him and got chatting to him and his mate, and he was, yep. he was such a nice bloke. Legend. And obviously, the first thing we wanted to ask about was the the hate that the Chinese directed towards him during the Olympics. Yeah, because I seemed to have blown over. I was just like, okay, so where, Job, how, like how job's that, done. Yeah, how did that, how did that end up? going did you yeah did you smooth it over with the, with the chinese public and yeah, the answer is an emphatic no no <laughs> he pulled out his phone yeah. and jumped onto his instagram account and he's gone check out this and he's refreshed his feed and in the one refresh that within yeah. about the last five minutes there are six or seven chinese people yeah. call, calling him a snake literally within the minute yeah there was so much mandarin <laughs> On his Instagram feed. I assume it was abuse. <laughs> it looked abusive. <laughs> it seemed derogatory in nature. But yeah, so Mac Horton, he can't walk down the streets of Beijing. Yeah. He, would no. get, he would get it. He can't ever mobbed. go to China. I thought it would, like, as you said before, I thought it was all over. Like it was done with. But geez, the Chinese really hold a grudge. Yeah, definitely. Get it? It was two months ago. There's get a, over it. There's a lot of them being pissed off. Yeah. It's yeah. just a statistical That's fact. That's right. And, that, he, you know, and his mate was there as well, Mac Horton's mate, who... Yeah. Um, was over in Rio at the time, and I think Mac must, must have posted a picture of him. And he said uh, he was over there copying abuse from yeah. the Chinese on his Instagram feed. Any connection with Mac Horton, and you are the Chinese devil. You're targeted. <laughs> That's right. But thanks to Matt, it was good to have a chat to him, wasn't it? Yeah, no, he's, he's a really good bloke. Well, it's been a good show. Thanks all to, uh, also to Mark, the oh. Bulldog supporter who joined us earlier in the show. He's got a tattoo on the back of his head of a massive Bulldog, the Mark Knight Bulldog. Yeah, I hope he can wear hats soon. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> You might be wearing one for a long time. That's right. Um, you'll be able to listen to that interview if you did miss it on the podcast, which will be up at the Greenfield Post uh, tomorrow. Just lucky for Mark, he. Uh, I hope they don't have like a salary cap infringement or something in the future where <laughs> the flag gets the taken away. Ta- Just a big cross on the back of okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, to scratch it. Just a big red mark. <laughs> Bit of laser to get rid of that. That's right. Well, th- thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back at 10 o'clock next Sunday night. Uh, this is Will and MJ on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Adios.